The following is a production of Galactic Netcasts. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Survival Guide. Part of the Galactic Netcast network of podcasts. To help keep the podcasts flowing, please visit our website www.gncasts.com and browse through the subscribe. You may wish to help us with our audio and our web hosting. Please see our website for details. We would appreciate your help. One of the most terrifying prospects in science fiction and in nature itself is the natural wonder that is a black hole. The difference between science fiction black holes and actual black holes are varied and many. For this I will be selecting my favourite attributes from both. In science fiction this phenomenon is often used as a plot device. Either it is a growing mass of destruction or a gateway to another universe or multiverse. I have included next an example of one of these as well as brief layman's descriptions of an actual black hole. I am by no means a physicist. Should you need to know more of actual black holes, please look these up, research these. Near the end of the film Galaxy Quest, helmsman Tommy Laredo tells Captain Jason Neesmith that the NSEA protector must go through a black hole to return to Earth. In Disney's The Black Hole, a spaceship goes through a black hole and ends up in another place far away. These are examples of tunnels or doorways problem, scientifically, is that you cannot go through a black hole. A black hole is caused by the collapse of a star at the end of its life. The star must be at least three times more massive than our own sun. The core of the collapsed star becomes so dense and the gravitational forces so great that nothing not even light can escape. A black hole is not a tunnel. Any object that enters the edge of the event horizon of the black hole falls into it. 
the gravitational forces inside would rip any matter apart. One misconception about black holes is that they suck everything nearby into them like a huge vacuum cleaner. This is not necessarily true. Only objects that fall within the event horizon go into the black hole. They will attract objects by virtue of their mass and gravity just as the star that bore them did. Remember that the black hole has the same mass as the star, it is just more compact or dense. If the Sun were to instantly become a black hole, many people think that it would suck the Earth into it. Although please remember, this is scientifically unlikely to happen, as the Sun does not have enough mass to become a black hole. However, if this did happen you would need to examine Newton's law of gravity. Neither the mass of the Sun nor the Earth changes, and neither does the distance between them, so the Earth would experience the same gravitational attraction to the Sun if it became a black hole. That is the same as it does now. The Earth would merely orbit the black hole, just as it orbits the Sun now. Of course, we would experience a loss of sunlight, and this would cause severe problems for life on Earth. What does it mean when Han Solo says he made the Kessel run in 12 parsecs? Is Kirk or Picard the better captain? Who's your doctor? If these are the kind of questions you debate with your friends, or you can't go the week without hearing about the next big superhero film, then you might just like the Sci-Fi Geeks Club podcast. On each episode, myself, Dave Nelson, is joined by an all-star panel and a guest to discuss the latest sci-fi news, a more in-depth discussion on the big question of the week, and a look at what we're watching, reading, listening to, or playing. If it's Star Wars, Star Trek, Doctor Who, Firefly, Batman, Captain America, cheesy 80s movies, and more, we talk about it every week on the Sci-Fi Geeks Club. Find us as part of the Galactic Netcast Network at gncasts.com geeks or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. What follows next are the 10 steps to survival. This particular scenario is based upon a what-if, and the what-if is what if Alpha Centauri collapsed in on itself, as our nearest neighbour would this have an impact on Earth? How would we survive? Of course, this is science fiction. What you are about to hear is not science fact. How to spot a black hole. You cannot simply observe a black hole. Scientists 
can't directly observe black holes with telescopes, but what you can observe is their effects. As this is the sci-fi survival guide, we will suspend actual science and concentrate on what films can teach us about spotting this phenomenon. The easiest way to spot a black hole is of course the absence of light. This may be insufficient should you be on an interstellar cruise or captaining a space freighter. You will require complicated scientific equipment to detect gamma bursts. You may notice objects with low gravitational pull getting attracted to a different region of space. Your stellar radio may cease to function or you may experience dangerous time effects. Of course, spotting a black hole isn't enough to know what kind of black hole you have detected. However you spot your black hole, you will need to fire a probe towards it to gather further vital information. Choosing a survival routine. If you are lucky enough to spot this phenomenon from the Earth, then you will of course have some time to react. Depending on how many astronomical units away it is, of course, you might be lucky and may have observed an entrance to an alternative universe. Your probe should be able to tell you if this is the case. Of course, the black hole you have observed may be of the destructive, galaxy-cleansing nature. If you do not have the science skills to develop an antimatter bomb of sufficient size, then you should consider leaving the planet. Otherwise, you will be resigning yourself to death. If that is your option, then make every day the best that it can be. How to dress. If your scientists are of sufficient skills, then the creation of an anti-grav wave suit should be developed. This would not be for civilians left on the planet, but the scientific or military elite that will be studying this. It may be a requirement to test the human condition in relation to the effects of a black hole. At best, the anti-grav suit will stop you from dying, but you may experience some of the other terrifying side effects. Preparing your spacecraft. Your spacecraft is your ticket home. Due to gravitational shear, you will need everything secure. Because of this, 
you may lose some home comforts. It goes without saying that you will require extra power to maintain your shields. Of course, the more power that you put through your shields, the more likely you are to encounter problems at the component level. Ensure your spacecraft has been serviced. Do not skimp on components. Simply equipping with the best you can afford may not be enough. In space. As the threat of the black hole and its powerful destructive forces increases, so does the chance for warfare. Be mindful that this galactic disaster will also be a beacon signalling to the cosmos and its other inhabitants. You might find yourself in between intergalactic scavengers and the possible destruction of your solar system. Assemble a group. In a lot of survival situations, it would be wise to form a coalition. And this situation is no different. If other countries have scientific staff or engineers, then it would be wise to pool resources. When you are threatened at a global level by forces so terrifying and that are out of yours or your government's control, then it is best to work together. A black hole isn't an enemy that can be easily defeated, rather a force that may be managed. Should a black hole become a threat, then it is time to start thinking as earthlings rather than a collection of colonies. Dealing with gravitational shear and time dilation. The closer the threat of the black hole, the closer the far-reaching effects. You might start to feel the effects of enhanced gravity. This could include feelings of nausea and sickness. Maybe the gravity that you are used to experiencing will change. You may feel heavy and sluggish, or so light that you think you may float. Maybe you will experience the past, present and future colliding into each other. A day may seem like years of time. This may flow backwards. The best advice I can proffer. Buy a diary, log events, wear light clothing and keep well hydrated. Long term survival. By following these steps, it is hopeful that you will survive long enough to either escape to safety or for the scientists to find a way to manage the effects. Ultimately, they may be able to neutralize the black hole. These options seem 
unlikely. You may not want to think it, but a black hole too close can only result in the death of the solar system. Prepare early. It is expected that the government may have plans for this kind of event or similar. Of course, this may simply be wishful thinking. Maybe other forces would rescue us. Of course, the only way to know for sure is to petition your government to ask them their plans to submit your freedom of information requests to find out what extinction level event planning they have. There is no easy way to say this. Should a black hole event occur, and it is something we can observe from Earth, the likelihood is the countdown timer has begun to ours and our planet's extinction. What follows next is what I envisage the world would have to do to unite under one banner, one president. If you would like to subscribe to this podcast, please visit www.gncasts.com But now, the President of the World is about to speak. Long years ago, we made a tryst with destiny. And now the time comes when we shall redeem our pledge, not wholly or in full measure, but as substantially as we are able. At the stroke of midnight, when the world sleeps, our smart missiles will awaken to life and to freedom. A moment comes, but rarely in history, when we step out from the old to the new, and then an age must end. And when the soul of the world long suppressed finds utterance, it is fitting that at this solemn moment we take the pledge of dedication to the world and her people, and still to the larger cause of humanity. At the dawn of history, the world started on her unending quest and trackless centuries are filled with her striving and the grandeur of her successes and her failures. Through good and ill fortune alike, she has never lost sight of that quest, never lost sight, never forgotten the ideals which gave her strength. We end today a period of ill fortune as the world discovers herself again. The achievement we celebrate today is a step, an opening, an opportunity to the greater triumphs and achievements that await us. Are we brave 
are we wise enough to grasp this opportunity and accept the challenge of the future for the future? Freedom and power bring responsibility and that responsibility rests upon this assemble of people from around the world. This sovereign state, this united state of the world. Before the birth of freedom, we have all endured the pains of labour and our hearts are still heavy with the memory of this sorrow. Some of those pains still today continue even now. Nevertheless, the past is over and it is the future, the future that beckons for us now. But that future is not one of ease or resting, but of incessant striving so that we might fulfil the pledges that we have so often taken, like the one united we take today. The service of this global unity means the service of the billions who suffer. It means the ending of poverty and ignorance and disease and inequality of opportunity. The ambition of the greatest men and women of our generation has been to wipe every tear from every eye that may be beyond us. But so long as there are tears and suffering, we know that our work will never be over. And so, we have to labour, and we have to work, and we have to work hard. We have to give reality to our dreams. And those dreams, those dreams, those dreams are for the world. They are also for the galaxy, for the nations and people closely knit together. For any one of them to imagine that it can live apart. Peace has been said to be indivisible and so is freedom so is prosperity and so is disaster in this one world that can no longer be split into isolated fragments to the people of earth whose representatives we are we make appeal to join us with faith and with confidence in this great adventure there is no time for petty and destructive criticism, no time for ill will or blaming others. We have to build the noble mansion of a free world where all her children may dwell. Today, today is a day where we stand on the shoulder of giants and look up at the eye of terror that fills our skies and say with all our global technological might no more no more I would like to thank the Feslian Studios for providing the backing tracks to these podcasts you have been listening to a production of Galactic Netcasts for more about this show and others go to gncasts.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.